We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> no other pod, and man, it is going to be a fun episode of Woo! No Other Pod. Woo! I'm Jimmy, and the man behind me who's so excited, that is Dan. Dan, what is up? Oh, I'm over here barking, dude. Oh, I'm excited. I mean, it is. <laughs> it has been too long, my brother, because we played a game like six days ago, and I was like, am I going to remember it? Am I going to remember it? Oh, wait, I will, because sour Atlanta fans won't let us forget it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's only been a week since we've put out our last podcast, but it feels like it's been at least two, because we don't usually have midweek games the, the day we release a podcast, and then nothing going on until the next time we record. So it feels like it's been almost like we missed an episode, but we haven't. Oh, we are here. It's good to be back. Oh, man. It was so much fun. Um as you all know, I'm sure, Sporting KC beat Atlanta United in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium 2-0. to zero, And Atlanta fans are not happy, Dan. Oh, my God, dude. Did you, so you, you saw the game, too, then. Because I, I thought it was uh, – I did not think it would even end up like that. I mean, we should predict losses all the time, my friend. <laughs> we should. I mean, we were – to be fair, we were both very nervous leading into yeah. this game, and and understandably so, because heading into this game, no team had ever shut out Atlanta United at home. Not only that, no team had ever let Atlanta United score uh, fewer than two goals at home. So, oh my it, god, I mean, they're they're good at home. They're they're the best team in the East, and you know we had every right to be nervous, but. We went in there and handled business, and you know what? Atlanta fans, they would have you think that the uh, the referees had, had something to do with it, but I've asked plenty of objective fans, and they thought the, the, the officials were just fine. So I don't know. I, I think they're now, just whiny. Objective fans means, <clears throat> like, like, not a fan of either team? Right, not a fan of sporting or Atlanta. Gotcha. And that's, dude... I didn't think we were being like, oh yeah, no, it was fair. We got it was a fair game. I didn't think we were overdoing it. But then when you hear that other people said that, that could you know couldn't care less who won or lost, they're like, no, it was the officiating didn't ruin anything, and that felt so much sweeter. But Atlanta fans, 
weren't giving up on it. And I follow some of them on Twitter, man. And, and it's like, I love to hate them because just when I go to yeah. unfollow them, I don't unfollow them. I'm like, why am I not unfollowing them? <laughs> yeah. It's uh look, the head referee was Mark Geiger and Mark Geiger has a bit of a reputation, but I have to say, I thought he did overall a fairly good job. And this isn't just yeah. because I'm a sporting fan I mean, look, I don't know if y'all believe me or not, but this, I truly don't believe it's just because I'm a sporting fan and um, some calls went our way. I thought he did a fairly good job officiating the game, and I thought VAR stepped in when it needed to and and, and did a good job. So, um, And yeah, Tim Melia was lights out in the net, bro. Like, mm, it, that, they weren't scoring because he wasn't allowing them to. Right. That might have been... Uh, possibly Tim Melia's best game as a starting goalkeeper for arguably for KC. Absolutely. And, and, and that's a crazy statement because he's had plenty of good games, but that's how good he was. He was so good that sports center wanted to shout him out on the sports center top 10 plays, but they Idiots. messed it up in just about every way possible. Call it, they called Idiots. him Kevin Kratz. They called Atlanta United, Atlanta FC. It was Sports Center doesn't do soccer very well. But, no, they didn't know what was um, going on. They're like, "Oh boy, here we go again. We got to no, pronounce some soccer names." And and they they pronounced Kevin Kratz right. You know, hey, good for them. But that's not who Tim Melia is. You idiots. No, but um, at least it was cool that he was on there. I guess. Um, yeah. But Double so saving. one of the one of the things we um, we were worried about heading into last game or heading into this game was we said sporting casey can't let atlanta united get off to a fast start because if they get a goal early and they get those you know fifty thousand fans there behind them it's going to be a really hard atmosphere to come back mm. from. and uh it almost happened they I, did I, yeah you know the joseph martinez um scored a goal or it appeared that he scored a goal uh, in the first, what, five or six minutes. Yep. Um, and I, I think before they even initiated the video review, I text you and I was like, oh, no, it's happening. Like, this yep. is worst case <laughs> Here scenario. Here we go. Um, I was like, this can't be good. But <clears throat> then you're looking at it and you're like, he seems like you're standing in an offside position. And they went to video review. And, yes, Jimmy Madronda had a bit of a deflection to it. But... It wasn't a deliberate touch. And if you look at the, the letter of the law, it's not a deliberate touch. Joseph Martinez is standing, you know, five yards offside. It's it's offside, no goal. So that's the right call. Dude, um, I guess I didn't know that rule because I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, we just got bun buried. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> so if that, if that was offsides there, I mean, can't you argue for the same thing? In in New England, I mean, like, a de- what's a deliberate touch? I mean, Jimmy Madronda deliberately stuck his leg out to stop the ball, and then in New England, so, yeah. Roger Espinosa deliberately tries to steal the ball, but he didn't kick it to Bunbury, and that goal stood. Like, I guess I don't understand it. So that's that that and that's a very good question, and that's that's the the disagreement among among a lot of people is what what constitutes a, a deliberate touch? So. In the case of Roger Espinoza, they were saying that he passed it. He intentionally kicked it in in a backwards direction. And therefore, once he did that, uh, it negated Bunbury's offside position. 
in to... this case, a, a deflection where you just kind of stick your foot out to try to block it, but you're not actually kicking the ball in any which way, doesn't count as a deliberate touch because you're just trying to block it. So Jimmy Madrona didn't intentionally pass it backward to Joseph Martinez, whereas the they argued that Roger Espinoza intentionally passed it backward. Now, I think you could have a fair discussion about whether Roger Espinoza actually was just trying to, you know, get a touch to the ball and get it yeah, out of there or pass it, it away. back. Right. So I think that's a fair discussion, but that's at least according to the referees, the the reason for the difference in the Jimmy Madronda touch versus the Roger Espinosa touch. So Dude, either way, we got what we were owed. You know, a little little payback for our, our little mishap in New England and uh thank goodness because that when that happened, when they when he put that in the back of the net right in the beginning of the game, I was like, hey, we're done. Done deal. <laughs> I told yeah, we I, knew it would I, happen. It was bad. So, um, I'm, I, I, I was so, I, I tweeted, I was like, the VAR gods have smiled upon Sporting KC tonight because, uh, it's gone against them a few times and they desperately needed that call overturned because this game would have gone very differently had that call stood. Um, oh, yeah, dude. And I'm a fan of VAR. Don't get me wrong. I love it and I think it's great, but there's certain times where it's like, holy crap, what, what can we VAR now? Because some people are getting stuff video reviewed that we didn't even think they could video review. You know what I mean? Right. And so that brings me to an interesting conversation I had um, a couple of weeks ago at Children's Mercy Park. Um, I was sitting up there in the press box and uh, I was eating my my pregame meal, and uh, and and this older gentleman sits across. I don't even know if I told you this or not. Um, this older gentleman sits across from me. We get to, to talking, and then he he mentions that he's the assistant uh, VAR, the assistant video assistant review, basically, uh, or a referee. So he's gonna he's gonna be sitting down there helping the head video assistant referee watch the game, watch the replays, make these decisions. And so I kind of asked him. I was like, this whole idea of, of clear and obvious seems very uh, objective or excuse me, not very objective. Like it, it seems very, uh, very much open for interpretation. And he, he basically admitted, and I don't know why he probably shouldn't have been telling me this. Um, <laughs> he basically admitted, yeah, from, from one video assistant review to the next, you're going to have different ideas of what's clear and obvious. And, and that he's, he's talked to some and they're like, oh yeah, that's clear and obvious. And others will say, no, that's not clear and obvious. And there's no real consistency. Um, and there won't be as long as there's different referees there is no consistency it's not like the same referees out there calling balls and strikes for a three-hour baseball game you know what i mean this varies from game to game just like umpires have different strike zones i mean referees have different uh clear and obvious uh, uh parameters you know yeah and that's true i guess the one thing i would say is in every other sport where there is replay there are hard and fast objective rules as to when a replay will be initiated and when a replay won't be initiated. In 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 you know football, in baseball, um, it's it, the coach can challenge it and they have a certain number of challenges per game. And then in football, if it's you know the last two minutes or whatever of the half in the game, the referees get you know to decide if it's reviewed. Um, even in basketball, there are there are certain situations, certain rules, buzzer beaters. Um, potential flagrant fouls what have you where they have to review in in with video assistant review at least the way it's set up in mls 
the only rule is, well, it has to be a clear and obvious error. So it's not as clear as like Peter Vermees pulling out a red sock or a red flag out of his sock and throwing it on the field like it is in football. So that's what's so hard is because at least in the other sports, it may be objective as to, or excuse me, it may not be objective all the time when the decision is, is being made during the review, but at least you know when the reviews will happen. And I feel like you don't even know when the reviews are going to happen in MLS. Sometimes no. they look like, well, it should be video review, and sometimes it doesn't look like it should be video review, but they go to it anyway, and I just Christ. don't even know what's going on. Oh, this should be a video review. Let's wait for it. He's talking to his headset, and he's not going to do it. Oh, I guess we're just going to keep playing the game. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. It's 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 very strange because and I've seen some people be like, well, I don't like video review because I feel like I can't celebrate and it ruins the emotional moment. And oh, I would rather get the call right than worry about ruining your emotional moment. Right. But I will concede that it is a bit strange. Like if you think there's a red card or a penalty in the box and the and the ref waves play on. That I'm just kind of like sitting there on edge for a few seconds, like watching, like, okay, is the ball going to go out? Is the ball, are they going to stop play? Like, what's going to happen? Um, you know, I bet Atlanta doesn't weird. like, Atlanta doesn't like video review. Well, Atlanta can get over it because, yeah. you know what, they, so they got they've benefited shut out at plenty. Home. Yeah, they've <laughs> benefited plenty from video review before. They've taken more penalties this year than any other team. So, you know, they can, you know, be quiet for a little bit. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I almost made it my full-time job this last week to, like, compile a list of many different Atlanta United fan tweets because occasionally you and I would send a couple to each other, and I would just get so mad, Jimmy. I'd get so mad and annoyed because, like, they think, and literally one guy said that they are the best thing that's ever happened to MLS. Yeah, one of them said that they're the only reason that MLS is worth watching. Yeah, and another gal said, can't believe Wayne Rooney's wasting his talent by going to D.C. United. He ought to come here. And I'm like, you don't have any room for him there. And and he would just he would just ride the bench, okay? He's not a he's not in his freaking prime, okay? This isn't 4 years ago. Yeah. I mean, they got Joseph Martinez, they got Miguel Almiron at least for now. Yeah. They got and he's Barco. way too fast, dude. Almiron is way too fast. I look. I don't think Almiron's going to be here past the summer. No, dude. Honesty. Bro, <laughs> dude's running out of his shoes. When you see him run up the wing, uh, Graham Zusi was like, "Shit, shit, 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 shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was he's, bad. He's good, and and I I know Atlanta fans want to keep on uh, keep him on the team as long as they can. But I I don't see if what he's he's never been shy about his fact or the fact that he wants to go play in Europe. And I yeah. think, you know, his Someone value's not going to get any higher. So they might as well capitalize now. They spent however many millions on Barco so he can take Almiron's place. And, you know, they'll be fine. Um, so getting back to this game, almost terrible for Sporting KC right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, VAR uh, steps in, keeps oh, the game tied. Hey, yes. are we? can we go on record and say that was like the first like, – the most exhilarating first five minutes of any soccer game I've ever seen in my entire life. It, it was it was very nerve wracking. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, oh my god! I was like, here they come. They're coming. <laughs> well, and it wasn't even just the first five minutes. So just a few minutes later, in the twelfth minute, um, mm-hmm. 
Atlanta United had a corner kick, and they send the ball in, and Leandro Gonzalez-Perez gets ahead to it and puts it right in the corner of the goal, and Melia had to dive to his right, basically stand yeah. on his head to save it. So that kept it 0-0 in, uh, in the 12th minute. And then just a few minutes later, in, uh, in, in the 15th minute, uh, Joseph Martinez had, had a shot on goal, and, and Tim Melia had to, uh, had to save that too. So um, Yeah, I think they had a little high-five moment after that too. I think both of them showed a little respect to each other. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it, uh, it just – Melia, man, was playing out of his mind – for Goalkeeper the, of the year, baby. The first 20, 25 minutes. I, I honestly think he has a very good chance of repeating. He is not showing any signs of slowing down. Uh, he's he's playing very well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's so far he's he's the best uh, best keeper in MLS for me again this year. So I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I would think so. I don't know who else you you could even put up there right now. I mean, uh, Nick Romando's letting goals go by. I mean, who? Who else is is there? Ramondo's very good, but I feel like Ramondo gets. I mean, his career is great, but like he's not what he once was. He just got his two hundredth win the other day, so that's awesome. Yeah, but that's right. If you just look at the individual season, he's doing well, but I don't think he's having the season that Melia uh, is having. I don't um, think so. I mean, you. Got, I, I've always kind of liked that Joe Bendick down in uh, Orlando. That dude's he's good. Got, he's got some Melia qualities. Yeah, he, he's he's real good. Um, I just I, I think Melia, man, the last couple of years he's been the best goalkeeper in MLS. Um, That's kind of what I'm feeling. I really can't put anyone else on his level right now. You know who's definitely not on his level is uh, Mr. Bobby Clean, Shuttleworth. Well, oh. I was going to say Mr. Clean Brad Gazan. Um, <laughs> he is not. <laughs> which uh, brings us to the next point in the game in the 34th minute. Um, Johan started this thing with a gorgeous little through ball to Kyrie, perfectly gorgeous. weighted. And uh, Kyrie was timed his run perfectly, got to the ball just outside the box, and that's when uh, the human thumb, Brad Gazan, decided to go uh, studs <laughs> up, take out Kyrie's legs. Also sure got did. studs into Kyrie's ankle. Kyrie like flipped over himself, and, uh, and, and the thumb was shown... A red card for a denial of obvious goal scoring opportunity, and that's uh, that's how Atlanta went down to ten. Yep, and he went so. and put his forehead on a stamp because he's a because <laughs> he's a thumb. But now, um. you know what? Did you see Kyrie Shelton share uh, a photo of his cleated leg that evening? Oh my god, it looked awful. Yeah, it was terrible. And you got Atlanta United fans online saying he didn't even touch him. And I'm and they're like I don't know where he got those marks from. Are you out of your freaking <laughs> mind, dude? I, Shut I don't up. Understand. And I don't understand. Leandro Gonzalez Perez was there trying to one argue that well it wasn't a dog zoo because I was there to help. Which no, you weren't. You weren't anywhere yeah. near. There's there's no freaking way you could have gotten there. One and two. Honestly, if it's me, even if it weren't dog zoo, that might be a straight red anyway because he went studs up straight into his ankle and missed the ball by about three feet. You can't do that. Yeah, bro. And I got to tell you, I, 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 I sent from the pod today, by the way, and I said, what should we focus on most in tonight's <laughs> pod episode? All right. One of our very and scientific polls. Very scientific. Uh, it's all about numbers and uh, figures and fiscal years. But uh, 40, <laughs> 44% said whiny Atlanta fans, dude. Because we, we aren't the only ones that are just incredibly annoyed by them, okay? No. A lot of people are. 
and I, I will tell you, I voted for expected handsomeness. All right, I was going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always talk about some expected handsomeness. Um, Absolutely, but Atlanta but, fans, dude, people hate them, and they're growing to be even more hated. Yeah, I just they look. I said this last week. I appreciate that you have a great team, but but you all need to appreciate that the league exi- the league existed twenty years before you came around. You're not yeah. the only reason to watch MLS because plenty of people watched MLS in the 20 years before you existed. By the way, LAFC is off to a better start than you were last year. Thank you, Paul Carr, tweeted that. So you're not even the best expansion team through the first 10 games anymore. And it's only been exactly one season later. So let's when did he, chill. When did he tweet that? Um, I'm going to have to go find it. Let me, let me look right now. Bear with me. Um, Let's see. It, he tweeted it. It was a while back. I can go back and look. It's not a big deal. No, here it is. Um, he tweeted it uh, yesterday. Was yesterday the fourteenth? Yep. Yesterday was the fourteenth. Um, I see it. LAFC's ten game start and where it ranks among MLS expansion teams. Their twenty points is first out of all expansion teams. Their twenty two goals is first out of all expansion teams, and their plus six goal differential differential is uh, second only behind not atlanta the 1998 fire so um guess what atlanta you're not all that you think you are so let's just take a chill pill and relax a bit so yes relax seriously <laughs> um so atlanta went down to 10 men because guzan got sent off alec khan couldn't come in because he was hurt and i i've also heard that the third string keeper was hurt so the guy who came in had only signed for Atlanta, I think from Atlanta United 2, like four days prior, and never had played in an MLS game before. Uh, so when I heard that, I was like, okay, we're about to put some goals in the back of the net. Um, it's kind of what I thought. This is going to be great. And there were some opportunities. Uh, Zussi just missed a, a little bit wide on a free kick. Um, Roger Espinosa had... had uh, a chance um, into the second half, but you know it, it stayed zero zero a little bit longer than I anticipated. It was all the way in the sixty seventh minute when young Daniel Shallowy finally broke through. And honestly, I thought it was it at least close to goal of the week. That Christian Ramirez goal was pretty darn good too. But uh, Daniel Shallowy had the ball. Uh, and the, the, the upper left side, just outside the box, um, cut inward just a little bit, lined up a shot, and curled it inside the post in what was an absolutely stunner of a goal. And I don't know if you've heard the Atlanta, you know, or um, the, the, the TV call. Um, I went back and listened to it again, and, and the, guy, the announcer was just pretty much shocked at what he just saw. And then Sporting KC was up 1-0, 67th minute. So 1-0, man. Hell of a goal. I mean, it was... Uh... I can't believe they let him cut back on his right foot like that. I mean, that's exactly what he wants to do. So it was interesting that they even allowed him to do that. Yeah, it, it, it was. I, I didn't expect it. Um, it, it was kind of strange. But Daniel, I mean, I, I don't know what else you can say about the season he is having. He is just absolutely lighting up everybody this year. He's He's maybe outside of... Tim Melia and Johnny Russell, 
he, he's he, I mean, it's hard because we got so many valuable players. But I was going to say maybe he's one of the most valuable players on the team. But then I'm like, well, no, it's Johnny Russell. Well, no, it's Tim Melia. Well, there's also Felipe Gutierrez. But I just Daniel Shallowy is playing so well. He's got three goals and four assists already this year. Um, I don't know what else to say other than this kid's going to be phenomenal. Well, you don't want him to do too much, right? Because then, you know, we'll sell him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I always think about that. I'm like, hey, yo, hey, tone it down a bit. Stop stop scoring so much. I think um, I think Peter has a special relationship with him, you know, like the whole Hungarian uh, tie. Um, so hopefully we don't sell him. I, he's, he's one of our homegrown players. Peter always talks about that idea of, you know, one day we want to have all 11 guys out on the field come through our academy, uh, be homegrown players. Um, maybe it happens one day, maybe it doesn't, I don't know. But uh, Shallowy, he might be, you know, he's, he's one of the most, at least early in his career, one of the most successful homegrown players that uh, Sporting KC's put out. So, um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, then uh, Atlanta United stayed down, obviously, to 10 men. Uh, Sporting KCF 1-0. Then this guy, Kevin Kratz, comes in. And, and I got a little worried when he came in because I, I, I watched him uh, last week or the last couple weeks. And, and the one thing yep. I knew about Kevin Kratz is you don't want to let this guy take free kicks because he is good at free kicks. Oh, yeah. Definitely don't give him a free kick, you know, directly outside of your, your penalty box for no, sure. you don't want to do that. Um, and, and I think I even audibly said to my TV – Let's not let Kevin Kratz get any free kicks. So what do we do? Within like two minutes of him checking in, we get a free kick right outside the box. Yep. <laughs> and who, right away. Who steps up to take it? No one other than Kevin Kratz. And I'm like, okay, well, look. I'd never heard of Kevin Kratz before a couple weeks ago. Maybe he just had a fluke. Maybe he's not actually that good at free kicks. Well, he's... No, he's good. He steps up. <laughs> and by the way, Melia built the largest wall I've ever seen on a free kick in front of him. It had like seven or eight players because he was like, I don't, oh, want, absolutely. I don't want this guy kicking a free kick at me. Freaking Kratz somehow gets it right over the wall, curling it to the corner of the goal. And I do not know how Melia dives and punches this ball away and saves a miraculous goal. Um and then oh I, man! And then they had a follow up too, and it was like I, I thought they were going to stick it back in. Yep, they had a follow up, and that's when it bounced off of uh, Matt Beasler's hip to the chagrin of Atlanta fans, who still, I think, to this very second, think it should have been a handball off Beasler. Um, but again, I've seen even after everyone posted, "Hey, look, it clearly hits off his hip." Right, you I, guys are are missing this. Right. Look, and I saw like I'm looking at a freeze frame now. I saw some Atlanta fans being like, "No, see, you can you can see it's it's it, the ball's touching his arm." And I'm like, "No, you can't. Just oh the angle God. that it's at, you, you can't see. It could be a foot away from his arm. It's just his arms blocking the ball because that's how yes. vision works. Like you can't Shut see the through hole his in arm. your dumb head. Um, it it clearly bounces off his hip. Even you know, uh, Ives from Soccer by Ives, um. He was had this whole big long thread of like, no, it's not a handball. Like it bounced off his hip, and and even if it did bounce off his arm after it bounced off his hip, it's an almost identical play to the 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 non PK call from Jimmy Madronda a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, because yeah, that's true. if it bounces off your hip and your hand's in a, a sliding position to brace, then it's not going to be a handball. So, I look, this it was actually, they're not going to let it go, man. No. They're they're continuing to say that they're like, oh, we were the better team, we were down a man. You know, they they had every excuse given to them, and you know what? I don't care because <laughs> we beat that ass. We, did. we beat it. Um, the only other thing I was going to say about the handball is I think one thing that's telling is none of the Atlanta United players who were on the field, and there were two relatively close, were complaining about a handball. So clearly you, Mr. Fan, sitting in section 437, 200 yards away from the actual play, have a better view than the ref and the Atlanta players who were five feet away and didn't complain about a handball. So um, I just, God, it's not it's amazing. A, yeah. Um, so, so we, Melia saved that goal. Um, and then, you know what? We did it once. Why not do it again? Like three minutes later, almost in an identical spot. Let's give Kevin Kratz another opportunity to kick a free kick goal and tie this up. Which, uh, once again, almost a carbon copy play. He yeah. kicks it right over the eight-person wall. Melia dives again because he's just basically Superman at this point. And, uh, and, and saves the ball and Sporting KC clears it and... Dude, he didn't want to try to kick it somewhere else in the goal? Like, he, he had to do the same thing? <laughs> he apparently was like, well, it almost worked last time. Might as well try to do it again. Um, I guess. I just, it uh, it was it was terrifying because I knew that, you know, okay, we got uh, a one-man advantage. Um, we're up one, but... And they were, pushing, point, they were pushing forward. Despite the one-man advantage, they were still attacking. And right. that was that was scary. I was like, "Huh, that's pretty ballsy of them." And that's when we took advantage of you know Daniel's goal, and then the counterattack comes at the end of the game. Yeah, man, um, it was uh, terrible camera work by uh, Fox, if I'm being honest, because all of a sudden they cut and Jerso has the ball driving down the field. Nobody within like 30 yards of him. So I'm like, "Where the hell is everybody?" He seemed like he had to be offside. Totally he, on, too. He, he was on, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but, yeah, he just touched it right around the keeper and was able to to, to punch it in the goal to seal it 2-0. And, um, I was so nervous, dude, because we know, we joke how, how nervous Gerso probably gets in front of goals. So it's <laughs> it's awesome that he did that because he's been kind of non-existent since his, like, th- since his hat trick against Seattle last year. No, you're absolutely right. I was fully expecting him to like try to chip the keeper yeah. or something and like send the ball way over the goal or or bounce it right off the keeper's chest at point blank or something. Like Johnny Russell did. Um Right. But uh but no, he did a nice little touch around to the right and then uh he almost messed it up at the end. Uh, an Atlanta defender almost able, was able to slide and, and knock it off the line, but went in 2-0. Doing well. Done deal. Um and despite what Nate Bucati would have you believe on the broadcast, because he was like, there's literally no view of Gerso to tell if he was on side or not. Um, there was. Uh, Fox Sports Kansas City tweeted a very clear video that shows Gerso was not only on side, it really wasn't even that close. Yeah. There was an Atlanta defender that kept him on by almost like two full yards. Why did he say that? Uh, like there was no there was no video to see that or not. Like, of course there is. I mean that that'd be messed up. That'd be a shitty way to lose a game. Yeah. Oh sorry, the I cameras were out of position. 
<laughs> he made me look like an idiot because I'm like, oh, well, I believe Nate. He's a trustworthy person. So I go out there and tweet, you know, there's no view of the Gerso goal to, to even have a VAR video review, even if we wanted to. So it's going to stand. And then, like, 30 seconds later, someone tweets at me. They're like, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> and they sent me this video. And I was like, I added him. I was like, well, Nate KD lied to me. So uh, there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, he Jerso was on. I don't. I saw an Atlanta fan say he was ten yards offside, which the video very clearly shows he wasn't. And uh, the rest is history. It was two zero. Sporting KC won in Atlanta. Um, Miguel Almiron did try to get one goal back at some point and, and sent a curler in that. Uh, Tim Melia, again, just for good measure, had another diving save that punched it over the bar. Um, but at that point, even if that went in, it would have been 2-1 in the 93rd minute. Um, it wouldn't have mattered. But kept the clean sheet. Always nice. So, yeah. And suddenly, uh, Sporting KC, at least for a little bit, were atop yeah, the supporter shield for a few standings. Days. For a few days. Um Atlanta ended up taking back the top spot uh, once they beat Orlando City on Sunday, but none of that really matters for Sporting KC all that much because Sporting KC are still number one in the Western Conference, and they're starting to get a little bit of separation between the third and below teams. Sporting KC is 23 points through 11 games, uh, and, and second place is LAFC. They have 20 points through 10 games. And, and then it jumps down to third place. FC Dallas only has 16 points. So, I don't know, man. What, what do you think? Does, does it feel like this team maybe has that extra bit of, uh, of quality, of depth needed to finally get one of those top two Western Conference spots uh, come end of the season? For now, I think we have to... I think we have to say that. I think we have to believe that until they absolutely lay an egg and and against uh, well shit man against Minnesota. I mean if they if they go up to Minnesota this weekend and they can't get the job done, then then I don't know I don't know what's what anymore. Yeah, and and honestly, when you when you think about it, when you look at the other teams in the West, I think it's pretty clear LAFC's pretty good. But other than SKC and LAFC, is who's a quality team in the West? Like Portland, they played well the last couple of games, but they're not good on the road. They ha- they're even on goal differential. Seattle's sucking an egg. Like, are there any other good teams outside of Sporting KC and LAFC? Uh, in the West, uh, nah, man. Everyone else is just kind of clumped. Like I mean, you you would have thought that Minnesota could have got the job done uh, last week when they played San Jose, and they did not. No, they lost three one. Yeah, so it's like wow, I, we really thought you you were the favorites in that one. You you let us all down. So I really hope Sporting doesn't do that and have a little too long <clears throat> of a of a break here for them and and become unfocused. I mean. I know the guys got some relaxing recovery time. I know some guys went down to Disney World, and other people just laid around pools and stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always a little nerve wracking for me when they have so much time off because, like, when they're playing well, I want them to keep playing in that rhythm. But then again, if people are injured, I want them to have time to 
rest and recover. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we won't have a uh, uh, FYI. What since we're on the week off thing, we won't have another week off until uh, mid June, I think. And it's just a one week, one week off for the World Cup. Yep, exactly. Um, so, like I mentioned, Sporting KC, um, number one in the Western Conference uh, standings. Um, a little annoying. We just beat Atlanta, but if you look at the latest MLS power rankings, Atlanta's still number one in the top spot. Uh, we didn't actually move. We up didn't at move all. either. We stayed in number three. It's um, annoying. Which is annoying. It's fine. It's because they don't trust so. us, dude. It's like, yeah, that's a big win away from home. But we got to keep rolling if we want any credibility. And I, got, I hate to say it, but Atlanta's going to keep rolling too. I mean, they're—I think they're going to steamroll the East. Um, I mean, they tied New York City, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, I think you know Atlanta and and New York City. I think are the two best teams in the East. Um, the Red Bulls are pretty good too. Orlando City. Is, is decent, but they got some things they need to work on. Um, particularly their fans as well are trash for literally throwing trash on the field. Um, yeah, what the heck? Against Atlanta. Uh, we should just ban all fans except for sporting fans. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I can't remember ever so, seeing sporting throw any trash or anything on the field. It's like, have a little class, will you? Yeah, no, that was, that was awful. Uh, but I think Atlanta and New York City are, are probably the top two teams, and then maybe the Red Bulls are there. I still don't know if I trust Columbus, um, although they're playing pretty well uh, too. Well, hey, let me let so, me ask you something real quick. It's kind of a kind of off the subject, but I was I was searching through our Facebook messages. By the way, by the way, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, head on over there, like No Other Pod, or go follow at No Other Pod on Twitter. And while I'm mentioning it, guys, it's been a while since we've had any five-star ratings and reviews. So head on over to your podcast app and, and hit us with a, a nice rating and review if you could. We we greatly appreciate that. But, buddy, we did get a, a question on Facebook from uh, from Mark, Marky Mark, and he, he, wanted Marky to know, Mark. he wanted to know how we felt about uh, promotion and relegation rules that a lot of the leagues around the, the world do. And I – I know you and I have kind of talked about it a little bit before, but I don't think we've really gone on record with it. And uh, what are your thoughts? We don't have to spend too much time on it, but what are your thoughts if we should have, if MLS should implement something like that? Um, so this is a touchy subject for a lot of people. Well, you'd have to do it with um, USL, obviously. That's the next division below. Right, and USL is going to do it with USL and USL2 or whatever it is that they're going to end up calling them. Uh-huh. Um, here's the hard thing about promotion and relegation. Ideally, yes, I think I would like to see it because when you think about the idea of like, oh yeah, a local team could could work their way up through the divisions and find themselves in MLS and maybe one day win it. Like it, it, in in theory, it's it's a really good idea. Here's here's the problem in, in practicality. MLS, whether we like it or not, is a business. And the owners have spent millions upon millions of dollars buying into a specific business model. And I don't see a way you can convince them to now switch that business model 
on its head unless you can prove that there is money in it for them. And and I don't see a way that there's any money in it right now for the current owners to all of a sudden just decide I want to risk everything I have and potentially have my team relegated to a lower division. Um, I just don't see how that can work, at, at least right now. And I think, you know, I've, I've heard the argument um, from some people on on the pro pro rel side who say, well, you know, it's so much more exciting in, in other leagues in Europe or what have you because of promotion and relegation. And my first reaction is, is it like, are you really, how many of you out there watched the, the, the English championship semifinal today? Like most people who are in the United States watching English premier league are, Chelsea fans, Manchester United fans, Manchester City fans, Arsenal fans, Liverpool fans. You're not fans of the team fighting a promotion relegation battle. So, I don't know. Um, I like the idea in theory. I just don't know how it would work. I think maybe one day it'll get here, but I think it's a ways off. So, that's my kind of short version. I could go on for a lot longer about it. But what, what about you? Dude, I don't even think I have much more to say other than that. I mean, that was... You kind of had a semi rant just now. I liked it. I, I did. It's like a it's like a trigger for me, pro no? rel, because I've had I've had uh, some pro rel people come up in my mentions and 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 try to tell me that pro rel is the reason that MLS doesn't get the ratings that the EPL does. And I'm like, is it that, or is it that English soccer has been around for about 150 more years? Because I think it might be that one. I but um, I like the rant, <laughs> man. I thought it was a. Uh... I thought it was really well said um, because it is a business and, you know, you want to be relevant. Um, you know, like you said, who's watching the, the championship league? You know, it's it's a little different. Well, and, and we got to keep in mind, MLS is still young. We're only, what, 22 years old? Yeah, true. Like, we don't have to be competing with the English Premier League or La Liga we or, can barely or, drink. Or, or whatever. Right. Like, maybe we'll get there one day, but MLS maybe. is not trying to compete with the EPL right now. We're no, not trying we'll to get there. With, compete with La Liga. So, um, you, you, you can't compare to those leagues. And, and you know what? I'm totally fine with that. So, yeah, we're young. I think it, we're just little lads trying to pop our cherries, you know. <laughs> and personally, I think it's way more interesting in a lot of ways to have a league like MLS where... You know, from from one year to the next, you have uh, all of a sudden the Columbus Crew are one of the best teams in in the East, or that's um, the true. New England Revolution are above the playoff line, whereas last year they were terrible. So, but if you had okay. relegation, DC United fans are going to get real sad real fast, and they wouldn't get Wayne Rooney because he's not about <laughs> to go to the USL. No, so. not not for that money. Um, then he'd have to go to Atlanta. There'd be no other option. He'd be like, "Wait, seventy thousand a year? That's that's what you're giving me? <laughs> that's um, that's college kid money, all right?" Speaking of which, that brings me to another question I wanted to ask you. Because um, I so I don't know. I, I've been watching that MLS Rewind show on ESPN Plus. It's like Taylor Twellman's okay. little like weekly recap, and he had Correct. an interesting uh, point today. Uh, your your salary, uh, seventy thousand dollar salary figure, reminded me of it because. The uh, the Supreme Court actually just okayed for states to allow sports betting. Um, That's right. And, 
And Taylor Tolman brought up the idea. He was like, look, MLS is going to have to figure this out because a lot of these players who are making, you know, $70,000, $80,000 a year, uh, you know, you look at some of those players who are making comparable sums in, in other leagues around the world, that's where match fixing starts to become a problem. So, um, because if someone comes to a, a, a player who's making the league minimum of like $60,000 and they're like, hey, I'll, I'll pay you 300000 if you throw this one game. Um, yeah, if you get a red card. Yeah, that's how you start getting into some problems. So it'll be interesting. I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I think Taylor made a good point. It'll be kind of interesting to see how MLS um, tries to handle that situation going forward, especially as states across the country will probably start legalizing sports gambling because uh, there's a lot of money to be had there. So random, that's true. Random side note. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have any other thing, anything else to say about the the, the sporting game or sporting kc before we do a, a quick whirlwind of uh, some of the other games that happened last week no not at all i uh, know we want to talk about well i mean you got minnesota coming up on sunday uh, a rare one o'clock kick so yes, that'll sir. be uh that'll be fun and some things to look out there they got a few guys that can that can cause some damage i mean christian ramirez can put the ball into the back of the net if he needs to so it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see see how things go on Sunday. I hope we bring our A game and we're ready to score some goals. And I don't think Sporting KC... Shouldn't be too cold up there. No, it shouldn't be too bad, but I don't think Sporting KC won in either of their two games last year, did they? We were we were both at no, dude. each game, and, and we lost 2-0 the game I was at, and I think we drew the game you were at. Is that right? Yep. It was so funny, dude. We drew, and I was there with my buddy who lives in Minneapolis, and he he's not a soccer guy at all, and he was, he was drinking... And it was so freaking funny, dude. He's like, so tying's not good? And I was like, nah, dude. Tying, I mean, they tied at home. No one wants to tie at home. And we walk out of the stadium and he starts yelling, way to tie! Way to freaking tie! And it was, I was losing it. I was losing my mind. They were shooting fireworks off. I was like, okay, they're, they're real happy about this draw right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> They uh, they were in their first season. They were still learning how to be a fan base. <laughs> um, but but look, I've said before, if I weren't a Sporting KC fan, I'd be a Loons fan. Um, not this week. I'm not going to be wearing my Loons hat. I'm not going to be wearing my Loons scarf. Um, Wait, you have a Loons hat? I, I don't have a Loons hat, but I, I tried to buy. Oh, okay. I, I tried to buy one at one point, but I couldn't find one. <laughs> I gotcha. I thought you meant. I thought you meant like a, a little baseball cap, no. but you meant uh, a bird hat. A hat in the shape of a loon, yes. <laughs> right. That's Dude, that's something you could just wear where, wherever. You could just wear it out just and about. on a daily basis. That's true. Um, nope, I'm lying. Don't do that. <laughs> well, first got to find one. <laughs> I have yet to do that. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I, Taxidermic. <laughs> I think we'll we'll get at least a draw. Um a win would be great, but I'm going to go back to my, if you draw on the road, it's a good result. So, uh, Oh but, man, I think you got to say two nil. I got to say two nil on this two nil? one. Okay. I'm with it. I, yeah. I think it'll be, I think we're giving up a goal, but I think it'll be like two one. So I do think we'll win. So it should be good. There you go. Rock and roll. Um, we won't hit on all of the other games that happened this week. Cause there's a crap ton of them. Um, in the midweek, Seattle beat Toronto, 
which was freaking weird. Did you catch any of that game? That is weird. They they beat them and then went on to lose to uh, Portland. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Seattle is a mess. They don't make sense. In um, that ter- it makes zero Toronto sense. game, Toronto statistically destroyed them, but yeah, somehow Seattle won two to one. Um, not not great. Um, other than that, the other midweek games, nothing too crazy. Columbus won, LAFC won. Um, so, but nothing, nothing overly exciting that I saw. Uh, well, Kevin Ellis, Kevin Ellis won the game oh, for Chicago. That's right, that freaking dude. <laughs> dude, the uh, I I spoke to the Chicago Fire. Uh, well, the Chicago Fire physical therapist was into my my job today. Okay. All right, and he starts talking about how they they beat Montreal one nil, and I was like, "You want a freaking cookie?" <laughs> I was like, "It's Montreal." Ugh. Okay, and I was like, "And you didn't don't even act like you owned them." All right, you won in the 90th minute due to a defender kicking the ball, and it got deflected into the net. All right, don't act like you just crushed Montreal, you dunce. Yeah, you want to know a sad stat I saw though. What? Kevin Ellis has more goals this year than all of the Sporting KC strikers combined. Oh boy! <laughs> but we're first in the West. Oh boy! So you win first in you the win West. Some, you lose some. Um, and the West is best. Yeah, I. I mean, the, you can't rhyme that with East. You can't. Um, but look, Kyrie's goals will probably come. Sporting KC are still probably going to sign. Quit trying to get people's hopes up. <laughs> he's, ne- he's never going to score. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Sporting KC will still probably try to sign a striker in the summer. But at this point, they're playing so well, it's almost like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. What do you think? I don't know either. I mean, you like to think that, that they will just because that's what everyone's talking about. But they're getting the job done. Yeah. And they just did it against Atlanta. Like, I don't know. I mean, they we were – I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll say this about it. I absolutely – aside from my other concerns I've said about him, I absolutely do not want to bring in a striker like Fernando Torres because I don't want a big personality, $4 million a year, whatever – crazy dude coming in and and disrupting the team chemistry and having to worry about well we got to feed him the ball because he's fernando torres um we don't need that if we bring in a striker like i want a striker who will fit in well with the system and and i'm not worried about pv going out and getting something or someone that that wouldn't fit with the system but you know i'd much rather look at someone like bobby wood who isn't quite on the level of, of fernando torres but still has that quality um I just I don't want to bring in a big personality and disrupt the whole chemistry the team has going on right now. So, no, you're absolutely right. We we don't want to mess things up. Um, were there any games in particular? You mentioned San Jose beat uh, Minnesota three uh, one. Were there any other games that you thought were were particularly interesting from uh, from the weekend? Well, you got to love the LA Galaxy losing again. That's always fun. Yeah. Zlatan's got to be wondering what the and hell is Chicago, going on. Then Chicago getting blown out by Columbus 3-0, or should I say getting blown out by Jossie Zardes. Zardes, man. Who would have thought Zardes would have more goals than Ola Kamara and more goals than Zlatan? <laughs> like... Bro, Jossie, Jossie might have found a new home. I mean, 
their crest matches his hair. It, it's amazing. It's the Jossie Zardes uh, redemption tour this year. He's uh, he's tied for the league lead with eight goals with Joseph Martinez. That's humongous. So that's humongous. Yeah. And then Toronto loses again. By the way, to New England, three to two. Yeah, they. Joe Jovinko was putting his hands on people. <laughs> Like caressing his opponent's face and getting yeah, right what a little bitch! What is he trying to do? Show some mm-hmm. kind of dominance when he's five foot nothing? Yeah, I don't know. And look, it's a red card. No, he didn't slap the dude, but you put your hand no. in someone's face and it's a red card. It's pretty easy. Absolutely. Like he was gonna <laughs> choke him or something. I was like, stop it, Ant Man. <laughs> ant Man. They do call him the Atomic Ant. So they do. Yeah. Um, he can't be so atomic if he's getting red cards, but. No, um, that anatomic. No, that's moronic. Yeah. Now Toronto are, are are doing pretty poorly. They don't have any center backs still. They're all hurt because Michael Bradley's still playing center back for them. Um, that's awkward. And and Josie Altidore's hurt. He's out for like seven or eight weeks. So they have some ground to make up. They I think they'll be there in the playoffs, no problem. But they're not. They're probably not winning the supporter shield, and I, they're not going to be first in the East. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Absolutely, I mean we we spoke we said Portland beat Seattle one nil. Um, I I kind of saw I kind of looked at RSL getting three goals, and then realized oh they also let DC have two goals. So I don't know if that's very impressive at all. Yeah, and and DC went down a man early, so you know they were, they were that's playing true an underman or a ten man DC side and and still let up those two goals. So that is true. And then I think everyone was really getting all hard about the LAFC and New York City game. Yeah, it was exciting, man. Did you watch it? I saw a little bit of it, and everyone's like, "This is what MLS should be," and I'm like, "Yeah, a draw." <laughs> it was an exciting draw though i will say like was it yeah i, I you know from, from the get-go with david via's penalty that was blocked by tyler miller but then he headed the ball back in like it, it was a fun game to watch it was wide open you could tell these two teams were very good um they're 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 two of the best teams in the league so it was a draw but it was it wasn't like we were watching vancouver and houston who also drew two two. This this was an exciting two two draw. That's true. Vancouver should have won that shit. Yeah, um, Vancouver is not good. <laughs> um, no, but are there? Uh, so we mentioned that Sporting KC will take on um, Minnesota next Sunday. Um, any other games that you have your eye on uh, in MLS this uh, this upcoming weekend, dude? Um... Uh, you'd probably just have to look at Atlanta and Red Bulls. Yeah, that's a big one. It's um, about it. I mean, I, I'm looking forward. Th- there's a rare Monday game. Did you see that? What is what Monday game? What is that? Mo- what's Monday? That May 21st. Is that a? What's going on? You're right. Uh, hold <laughs> on, that's not right, is it? It apparently is right, and it's not even like a national TV game. It's the Impact versus the Galaxy on ESPN Plus. Bro, hold on, it's at 2 p.m. on a Monday. What the heck's that about? It's not even a holiday. Uh, I don't... I, 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 <laughs> I am literally at a loss for words. I don't know. I was like, oh, Memorial Day. And I was like, nope, that's the next weekend. No? Nope. Uh, Who's going to watch this? 
sad Montreal fans. Um, I mean, I guess. What, are they going to get off work for it? I don't know. That's weird, dude. I didn't notice that. Um, I'm hoping this is a typo or something, but I don't know if it is. When's the last time Zlatan played in an afternoon on a weekday? <laughs> like, He's like, this is That's not true. what I came here for. Um, right. The other game that that's catching my eye is, is this Portland LAFC game, because I'm curious to see if LAFC can keep up their form, and it, and it might have a it's a Western Conference matchup, so it could have an impact on uh, on Sporting KC. But also, I think it's a pretty good test for Portland to see are they really kind of turning things around, or can LAFC come into Providence Park and take care of business? So. Between uh, that could be fun. Yeah, between Atlanta and Red Bulls and and Portland LAFC, those are probably the games for me that I am keeping an eye on most um, outside of the Sporting KC game. So, um, well, uh, you'll be pleased to know that I, I I did not get blocked by any players last week. We, All right. Yeah, we did have I some did, questions. Uh, they want to know who your target is this week. Oh, this week, man. You you got to think. Uh, well, it's kind of bad when you only know like two players, but uh, I sure do hate Bobby Shuttleworth. I was going to say, he was the <laughs> one that came to my mind. If you're going to try to get blocked by somebody, it's probably got to be Bobby Shuttleworth. Oh, yeah, it's Shuttleworthless, dude, absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, I, I, I think that's a good target. Because, look, I don't, I don't dislike Christian Ramirez. He seems like a nice enough guy, and like everyone else on, on Minnesota, I just kind of feel bad for um, so I think, yeah, I think Shuttleworth's your guy. So very much so he's, uh, I don't like him. I didn't like him when he was with the revolution, man. He, uh, I, I don't, I don't know why I like him. I think he just has one of those faces, you know, <laughs> you, Hey you, Hey you with the face. Yep. I hear it. <laughs> it's a punchable face. Um, some, Absolutely. some people just have them. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention before we go is Sporting KC announced the next retro night, and those retro warm-ups are freaking sweet. Like, they are Those are pretty cool. Nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure going to grab myself one. Um, and I, I don't know if I like it more than the uh, than the very first one they did. That one was very that one was very iconic. The Wiz one? Yeah, yeah. That that was but, the first one they did, and they sold out so fast that I think they've learned their lesson. Hopefully, yeah. And apparently, guys, if you can, if you go to the uh, the watch party this Sunday, they're gonna have a few of those to sell there. They will. You can be uh, one of the first ones to own them. Um, you can buy them at no other pub on uh, on Sunday while watching Sporting KC hopefully beat Minnesota United. So, not a bad deal. That's uh, pretty cool. Well, we're we're coming up on the hour mark. You uh, you got anything else for our our good listeners before we send them on their way? Reviews, just rates and reviews every always. time. I'm always gonna say it because it's just it's been a while, and we're almost to fifty. We're almost to fifty reviews. So get on there. Uh, let us know what your favorite kind of cheese is, because uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's the most random thing I've ever said. I miss cheese, Jimmy. I do, I do miss it. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't say I miss it because I just had some tonight. So, um, oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, you can't have cheese is not vegan. So it's not vegan, man. I eat vegan cheese and it's good. 
it's good, but it uh, gives me the toots. So what are you gonna do? I will say I saw your your picture on the Instagrams of your uh, your dinner that you were having tonight. Oh, and, uh, saw that, huh? It looked pretty tasty. Bro, that's falafel bowl right there, man. There's a little, little quinoa under there with cucumbers, tomatoes, and falafel. Oh man, sounds good. And, and it was drizzled, drizzled with a little uh, little sauce there. That's pretty good. A little Dijon mustard sauce. There you go. Now you make. I already had dinner. Might have to go eat second dinner now. Making me <laughs> oh hungry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you got to get fourth meal over here. Yeah, no, not really. I hit the gym today. I don't want to ruin that. Um, <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, anyway. Uh, like Dan said, hit those ratings, reviews. It really helps us out, helps us get more listeners. And the more listeners we have, um, the, 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 you know, we, I guess we want to make this the best it can be no matter what. But it, it keeps us excited if we keep growing. Um, and, and we kind of want to see where we can take this thing. So, yeah, it keeps us excited, lets people, uh, find the podcast and everything. And, and, uh, man, we, we get a lot of interactions on our, on our Facebook posts and, and people coming out of nowhere that listen, dude. So, some guy tweeted at us from uh he's an fc cincinnati fan and just you know wants to get one of those damn retro jerseys i was like how, how do you do you listen how do you know us <laughs> how did you find us uh yeah now we gotta yeah. work work our way into that freaking lafc midwest kansas group that apparently exists yeah what's there. that about you, you guys i've surely heard this there's an lafc kansas supporters group it's weird i don't understand it no makes me mad Green Kansas root for sport in Kansas City. Uh, it does, but it doesn't make me as mad as whiny Atlanta fans, I'll tell you that. I hate them, that's true. and I hope they all go drown in a moat. Of snakes. Of snakes, <laughs> that's right. So, on that note, um, I'm going to call it a podcast. <laughs> so Call it a day. For, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. See ya. Sayonara. Sayonara. He's coming